Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. The other hosts joining me today are Daniel Sun and Caleb. Now, before we start today's episode, I want to state that no AI programs were used or harmed in the creation of this episode. The research for this show and all of its works was created solely by humans. If you'd like to support the show, then there are a couple ways you can do that. One of the ways to do that is through Patreon. Each week, we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes. In total, we have over 167 extra Patreon episodes, which is a lot of extra hours for your listening pleasure. To see the full list of Patreon episodes, go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the Patreon Episodes tab, and there you will see an entire list of Patreon-exclusive episodes that we have published. Also, today we added another Patreon-exclusive episode, which is a Q&A episode where we answer all questions you guys may have for us. Also, last week we released another Patreon episode where we cover in detail what happened to Aaron regarding his surgery, as well as some voicemails from you listeners. So, you get access to both of these episodes, as well as all the others for just five bucks. Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you'd still like to help us out, then feel free to leave us a written review on iTunes or Spotify. That helps us out more than you know. However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever, whatever you are, to enjoy the show. And real quick, if you're not already, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to stay up to date on all announcements, news, and updates. Actually, I take that back. We're banned on Twitter, so go follow our threads instead. Yeah, threads is what, a new social media thing? Yeah, it's like Instagram's version of Twitter for the most part. Banned on Twitter, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon. <laughs> all right, so that's the end of the announcements. So today's episode is over reptilians. And how this episode will go today is that we're going to talk about the first mention of reptilians in history. Not the actual reptiles, you know, but uh, the humanoid shape-shifting reptilians. And then we're going to talk about when they first started going mainstream, and then into strange facts and findings, theories, and of course, wrap everything up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Whispers carried by those who dare to question the fabric of our perceived reality speak of a chilling truth. Ancient overlords disguised as humans, stealthily manipulating the realms of government, business, and religion. With an uncanny ability to assume humanoid form and blend seamlessly into society, they maintain an illusion of normalcy while controlling the masses from the shadows. Are these whispers mere imaginations entwined in collective paranoia? Or does this ancient lore reveal a reality that forever reshapes our understanding of power and manipulation? In this mysterious landscape, we find ourselves questioning, pondering, and searching for this elusive truth. This is Reptilians. All right, so I'm sure you have all heard about the incident that went viral last week of the lady screaming on the airplane about how one of the passengers is not real, which this led to individuals speculating that he, as in the person that she was yelling at was not real, was actually a shape-shifting reptilian. Due to that video going viral, we received a ton of requests to cover it. However, instead of us just covering that video, we decided to do an entire episode over the shape-shifting reptilians. 
and of course we will cover that video during our Strange Facts and Findings. So to start this episode off today, we are going to discuss the history of ancient cultures and any evidence they might have had regarding reptilian humanoid creatures existing. So Dan, would you like to start that off for us? Over 5,000 years ago, in the fertile crescent of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, in modern-day Iraq, there was the sudden rise of the Sumerian culture. The civilization seemed to appear out of thin air and did not conform to the popular historical theory of linear development and cultural evolution. The Sumerians had the world's first medicine and pharmacopoeia, the world's first brain surgery, the world's first agriculture and farmer's almanac, and the world's first law codes. They utilized a highly advanced technology capable of sophisticated smelting, refining, and alloying, as well as petroleum fuel refining. Of course, this civilization, appearing out of nowhere and having a sudden advancement in technology, has left scholars and historians baffled. Even though this mystery remained, it did not matter, because for the longest time in mainstream archaeology, it was believed that civilization started with the Sumerians located there in the ancient Mesopotamia. However, at the beginning of the 20th century, that would all change. It was discovered that a culture existed almost 7,000 years ago, before the Sumerians, in ancient Mesopotamia, and they were called the Ubaid. Just like the Sumerians, the origins of the Ubaidian people are unknown. However, what we do know about them is that they lived in the large village settlements and mud brick houses, and they had developed architecture, agriculture, and farmed that land using irrigation. The Ubadians had open courtyards, paved streets, as well as food processing equipment. Some of their larger villages ended up developing into towns in which temples began to appear, as well as monumental buildings such as the Iridu, Ur, and Urk, which became major sites of the Sumerian civilization. Now I know what you are thinking. What does this have to do with reptilians? Well, in 1919, there was a large excavation happening where the Ubaids previously lived, which is located in current-day Iraq. The site that was being excavated was called Tel al-Ubaid. During this dig, archaeologists made an unusual discovery of 7,000-year-old artifacts that were male and female humanoid statues with odd reptilian features such as a reptilian lizard-like head. Also, most of these figurines appear to be wearing a helmet and have some kind of padding on their shoulders. They also are holding some type of staff or scepter. The strangest figurine discovered appeared to be a female humanoid with a reptilian head. This reptilian humanoid artifact is also holding a baby that is suckling milk from her breast and the baby also looks like a lizard human creature. Ooh. We do have photographs of these figurines and we'll post them up on our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, for everyone to go take a look at. What do you guys think of those? I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, they do look weird, man. They, uh, they look like humans from the neck below, right? They have breasts. They have arms. They do look like they're wearing some large football shoulder pads. But when you clearly look at their head, it is that of a reptilian. Basically, it looks like they took a, a snake head and put it right on top of that. And their hats are very weird. It looks almost like cone heads, kind of. What do you think of that, Dan? You want to suckle some milk from that reptilian titty? Do you think it tastes like cow milk? I mean, it's got a milk's milk, you know what I mean? I mean, all milk has different tastes. I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't think I've ever drank different milk. I've just had cow's milk. You've never had goat milk? Never had goat milk. I asked that like I've had goat milk. I've never had it either. Have you ever had nut milk? Yes. I'm talking about like almonds and shit, guys. Oh, yeah, I guess. Almond milk, now that I think about it. But if you want to try the other one, let me know. Jesus Christ. All right, let's continue on. Oh, hold on, can I comment on, his, uh, on their shoulders real quick? Oh, absolutely, yeah, go ahead. Have you seen that uh, photo of Kanye West wearing the football shoulder pads? That's kind of how this reptilian looks with his shoulders all beefed out. That is true. And the butt pads. True. Butt pads? Yeah, he's, he's wearing all types of pads. He's wearing butt pads? I don't know what, what's going on. You think there's maybe a connection with him wearing the show? I know that's a little bit of a reach, but I mean, that's true. Now, the head thing, though, does kind of remind me of the headwear that they wear in, like, Africa. The duka, I think it's how it's said, for the females. That definitely looks that way. Yeah, very similar. Hmm. 
If you or a loved one have seen a reptilian walking around with shoulder pads and a duco on their head, send us an email. We'd love to talk to you. If you sucked on a reptilian titty, send us an email too. We'd love to talk to you. And pictures, please. All right, so let's continue on. So upon the discovery of these figurines, whispers began to grow around the possibility of some type of reptilian godlike humanoids that were existing and that they were responsible for the technological advancement of the Sumerians, who appeared, of course, right after the Ubaids. However, that's just a theory, and we'll save that for our theory section. As we dug deeper into the history and began to look for connections of humans interacting with reptilians, we began to discover them not only in small secluded villages, but in almost every culture around the world. For example, there are the well-known serpent gods of the Indus Valley and the Nagas or serpent race of ancient India. In Chinese history, you have the Vic King, which describes how man and dragon lived peacefully together and even intermarried. Then, in the Mayan book called Shalom Balam, there is a serpent god named Itzamna, who is revered as the serpent of the people. In England, you have the story of St. George overcoming the dragon, and we can't forget about the story of St. Patrick driving the serpents out of Ireland. So like we previously said, there have been a ton of stories about these reptilian creatures interacting with humans and artifacts found from ancient cultures depicting these reptilian humanoid creatures living amongst us. Now the belief of them being an ancient outer space race that have secretly ruled over us humans, how did that belief come to be? Who was the first person to mention it? And how did it go mainstream? It all started with an individual named David Icke. David Icke was a professional footballer. He retired at the age of 21 due to severe arthritis. In the 1980s, he joined the BBC as a prominent sports presenter on Newsnight. He was so popular, he eventually co-hosted Grandstand, which was BBC's big sports program at the time. In 1990, everything changed. One day, as he was standing at a newsstand, David felt drawn towards a book written by a psychic healer named Betty Shine. Eventually, he ended up visiting Betty, and she told him, I have a prediction for you. You will become a great spiritual healer. From that point forward, it was down the rabbit hole. David experienced one strange event after another. Eventually, in 1991, David was invited onto a BBC chat show called Wogan. On this show, he revealed his reptilian theories for the first time during an interview. He made some rather shocking claims, arguing that the world's richest, most powerful families and political leaders are really reptilian aliens from another planet. David stated that the whole reptilians on Earth thing began with a mysterious group of aliens known as the Anunnaki, which I believe we've previously covered in an episode. Or y'all covered it. I, don't, I wasn't on the team yet. Yeah, we're going to cover it again, too. F yeah, we are. <laughs> Yeah. These aliens were from the planet Nibiru, also known as Planet X. From his claims, David stated that these Anunnaki came to this planet in search of gold, which of course they found a heavy supply of. However, they needed slaves to mine it for them because they were pretty lazy. So the Anunnaki took some of their own DNA to create a lesser species to do their biddings which ended up becoming us, humans. Our original purpose, according to David, was to be gold miners for the Anunnaki. Have y'all ever heard why the Anunnaki needed gold? I'm gonna be honest, it was so long ago, I don't remember. So the Anunnaki's atmosphere, it's comprised partially of gold, and their atmosphere started breaking down. So they needed gold to redo their atmosphere. And for some odd reason, they couldn't find it anywhere else other than on Earth. So that's why they came here. And then they opened up a Stargate to their original home planet, would mine gold, take it through that Stargate, put it up into their atmosphere. What does it do in their atmosphere? I'm wondering what effect it has. I have no idea. Interesting. A little bit of knowledge nuggies right there. So continuing on. As some of the Anunnaki would take the gold back, the other Anunnaki decided to stay on Earth to supervise and rule over the new humans that they created from their DNA. According to David, reptilians seek to tear down Western culture, participate in groups that promote pedophilia, and generally continue to make the world an unhappy place to live. Another thing that David claimed is that the universe is actually a multiverse. 
and different dimensions occupy the same space, but are only accessible one at a time, or in our case, three. He claims that if you could push through dimensions, you could find other objects and species occupying the same space you are in now. Which could explain ghosts. You're exactly right. Or Bigfoot sightings or, you know, cryptids and stuff like that. They could just be in different dimensions. But I'll save that for theories. All right. Uh, so according to David, these reptilians come from the Draco constellation, but not our Draco constellation. David states that they inhabit the fourth dimension, which is just one dimension over from our own world. So having crossed over, they can manipulate us to their own ends. Another thing that David states is that if you know much about magic, you may be familiar with the practice of summoning entities, in which most people who summon these entities try and strike bargains with them. David believes that these entities are the reptilians, and this is yet another way in which they cross over into our world. Now, when it comes to the hierarchy amongst the reptilians, David states that there are two main classes of them, full-bloods and crossbreed. Full-bloods are aware that they are reptilians and can change forms between their human exterior and their true reptilian skin. And a little more to add to this is that, according to David, these full reptilians are not actually wearing a physical disguise. Instead, their human shell that they put off as their appearance is created only through vibrations. And these vibrations that they put off alter the human mind. So your brain thinks you see them as a human, but in reality, they're like some, you know, giant ass reptilians, which kind of explains why, you know, some of them are explained to be like 8 to 12 feet tall, but they're, you know, wearing a human-sized disguise. Now, on the other hand, hybrids or crossbreeds are not aware that they are reptilian and they believe they are humans, but are controlled from the lower fourth dimension to push forward the agenda known as the New World Order. New, 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 new world order. Hulk Hogan comes out WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst those two different types, there are different races. At the top of the pecking order are the Dracos, who are winged albino reptiles. Below them is a race called the Reptoids, who do not have wings and have brown and green skin. The Reptoids are soldiers and scientists and are responsible for secret government programs and bases, such as the Montauk Project which we did an episode over a few weeks ago. Also, just like a little knowledge nugget here, it's been determined that birds are direct descendants of dinosaurs and have developed into warm-blooded creatures over millions of years. Some say that other species could have survived and evolved as well, including reptiles. Would that mean that dinosaurs are kind of like these Anunnaki reptilian type things? That means that dinosaurs were big-ass birds. Oh. They recently, I think, discovered that some dinosaurs, like, Caleb and I were talking about last night, the T-Rex had feathers. T-Rex is just a big old chicken. Literally, it's a giant chicken. Oversized chicken. With sharp teeth. And we were talking about, how the hell would that thing fly? Which probably wouldn't, but... That's why that motherfucker was always angry, he didn't have any hands. That's right. All right, and that right there is where the majority of individuals who talk about reptilians get their information from. David Icke. So David was the one who placed a spotlight on an unnerving conspiracy theory that lizard people ruled the world. And of course, most people dismissed him as nuts, but to some, he became a revered leader. We just want to mention that there are claims from others that state David Icke isn't the first one to mention this. Reptilian theorist Michael Barkin has argued for some time that the theory of world leaders as reptiles has its roots in literature. Specifically, Michael mentions author Robert E. Howard, who is best known for his Conan the Barbarian books. Some of Howard's earlier stories include Serpent Men, particularly in his story published in 1929 titled The Shadow Kingdom. The story is based around philosophical theories about lost worlds such as Atlantis. Also, another writer, Ray Nelson, wrote the short story Eight O'Clock in the Morning about a man who, after becoming hypnotized at a carnival, sees through the film of the world and realizes lizard-like people control every aspect of society. Of course, this story ended up serving as the basis for John Carpenter's They Live, which is a movie that basically sums up the lizard people theory without the lizards. It's just kind of like these alien-type people that control the world. 
It's a Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> he gets the glasses and he puts it on and he sees, uh, you know, all the subliminal messaging and the lizard people. Or not lizard, but the zombie alien people. So I guess that lets him see in the fourth dimension that they're living in? Yeah. Awesome. Another book worth mentioning is the Bible, which speaks of a reptilian race, the Seraphim, in the book of Isaiah. Also in Genesis, there is the story of Eve, who was tempted with the forbidden fruit of knowledge by a serpent in the Garden of Eden. In the Quran, there is an interesting category of creatures known as the jinn. These creatures are ancient and are in a category of themselves, not unlike angels. These beings are said to have arrived on Earth much earlier than humans. It states that Iblis, the leader of the jinn, offended God and was outcast and entrapped to this Earth, much like the serpent in the Garden of Eden. So that right there pretty much sums up reptilians being mentioned in history, it being brought to the spotlight by David Icke, as well as some mentions of them in various books. Of course, our episode does not stop here, because now we are going to get into the juicy stuff. We are going to discuss the strange facts and findings that we uncovered while researching these space lizard people. So Dan, do you want to start off and talk about our very first strange fact and finding, which everyone in the world is talking about because the video went viral last week. And that motherfucker back there's not human. Or what did she say? Not real. She screamed, that motherfucker back there is not real. Something like that. All right, well, why don't you tell everybody about that? So yeah, this is our first strange fact and finding about the lady that was on an American Airlines flight who started a big commotion before the flight took off. The woman claims the passenger sitting near her was not real and that he was some sort of shape-shifting reptilian. I don't know if she really said reptilian, but she said that he was not real. So we're going to play that right now. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now, that mother f that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Yeah, so that was the video right there. What do y'all think truly happened? Do you think the guy in the hoodie's a shapeshifter? I can't really say for certain because there are some videos out there that do like kind of skim over the guy to where you can see him. And it looks like, I'd say just like me, I'm on a flight. If I don't know anybody on the flight, I just want to be left alone. I'm just in my own little world. Just let me get through this flight, get to where I need to go. Don't talk to me. <laughs> so you think maybe she tried to talk to him and he just wasn't responsive and it triggered her and she just went off? Probably. Okay, what about you, Caleb? What do you think? Oh, this is going to be good. Watching her at the front of the plane reminded me of a specific time in my past. That lady reminds me of my ex after watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians Ooh. and smashing a bottle of wine. Wait, hold on. Your ex watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians and smashed a bottle of wine? Nightly. Nightly? Who hot take here, people. So I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, to me, that looked like somebody that was belligerent, in my opinion. And when you get that way, you start yelling and people will take you seriously because you're yelling, right? But if you listen to the context of what they're saying, it really doesn't make any sense. And that's how I feel about her video is like, she's telling everybody they're going to die. And she, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because like in the video, she's yelling, the guy is not real then if you want to stay on this flight, you can die like with them. Where, where does that come from? I'm going to put myself in the gentleman's seat, like the guy who was wearing the hoodie. If I had some lady talking to me some crazy way, I probably wouldn't entertain that either. You know what I mean? So he may have just been in his own world like, this lady is on one. I'm not going to entertain that. Yeah. I um, dug into it a little bit more and found out that before... That video was shot of her and she stormed away. She had lost her AirPods and that's why she was standing up. She lost her AirPods and she started blaming people for stealing her AirPods. And then that's why the stewardess came back there and was like, what's wrong? She's like, I've lost my AirPods. I think someone stole them. Started blaming the guy in the hoodie. And then the guy was like non-responsive. 
And then that's where the video picks up is her walking and just saying, F this, getting off the plane. And then she starts saying that he's not real. My thing is, is I think she might have had like a manic episode. She was already having a bad day, lost her AirPods or misplaced them herself, pissed off at herself, started blaming the guy in the hoodie. The guy in the hoodie's like, I'm not even going to respond to her because, of course, I didn't take your AirPods. She starts to get off the plane and turns around and says, that dude's not real because he's, he's not even responding to her. He's not entertaining her idea of what she claims. And then she gets off the plane. And this whole thing gets blown out of proportion. I think you're exactly right. I agree with that. It seems like the most plausible explanation. Yeah, because the more I think about it, you know when someone's like, I know everybody does this, can't just be me. Someone talking to you like that you don't really know and they're just going on and on and there's nothing really for you to say. So you just kind of stare and just like do like little nods. Oh, yeah. You know, just kind of like agreeing with what they're saying. The guy in the video is saying like the guy just like locked eyes with her while she was talking, but he never said anything. So he could have been just doing that. Just didn't really want to conversate, but just hold on back up. First of all, you got someone yelling at you. Of course, your eyes are going to stay on them. If it's a lady yelling at you. And then you're in a small confined space, a plane. You aren't going to get physical with them. You want no chance to be put on a no flight risk. Of course, you're going to look at them because if she comes in a taxi, you got to put your guards up. You know, she comes at you with those claws as in her nails. So this was in the theory part down at the bottom, but it kind of goes well with talking about her because it doesn't really, you know, theorize about reptilians. If y'all scroll down to the very last theory, there's a picture of her and Look at the way her hands were in the picture beside it. Okay, they're saying that since she has two fingers pointing uh, upwards and two fingers pointing downwards, that she's doing the as above, so below, which is popularized by Aleister Crowley, Crowley, whichever way you pronounce it, and a lot of, uh, well, it's popularized by him, but its origins come from Baphomet. So the Baphomet image of him as above, so below. And, uh, I just think it's her and the way she was talking the entire time. And they just got a freeze frame of her in that millisecond of her hands like that. I don't think she was like it the whole way. If she was like it and screaming and just holding it like that, that would have been weird. Yeah, I, I saw the screenshot and I, I went back and watched the video over and over. It's like a split second. She takes two fingers on each hand and she had them because and she's just like separating like y'all just like pointing at everyone. And then she put this hand down and they kept this one up. It was like a quick gesture. Then. Someone's just like, oh, she's signaling Baphomet. So pretty much just trying to blow it up more than what it is. And I think that's a lot of what this is now. Is she had a manic episode and then people are just blowing up to make it more than what it is. So, yeah, if you or a loved one uh, know this individual, this lady who is making these claims, please send us an email. We'd love to talk to her. Or the guy in the green hoodie. We would like to get your hot take on what happened and what she was saying to you. So that brings us into our next strange fact and finding, which is how in the hell do I identify a reptilian in the first place? That's on everybody's mind, right? I don't know how to. We about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> the information provided about identifying one all comes from David Icke, the individual we spoke about earlier. According to him, in order to identify a reptilian lizard person, you need to look for physical characteristics which bleed through the shape-shifting guys. So according to David, some of the physical characteristics of a reptilian is as follows. If a person has narrow, slit-like eyes and facial features which appear suggestive of a lizard, they may be a shapeshifter. Reptilians as a whole are believed to be quite tall, so this may also be a giveaway. So everybody in the NBA, you're questionable now. Uh, also, if you look around, you'll find videos and pictures suggesting that some reptilians lose control of aspects of their shape-shifting abilities, resulting in strange textures on their skin or changes in their eyes. So yeah, you could go on YouTube and find these videos all over of just individuals during, you know, news reports or whatever, just shape-shifting. There's even videos of uh, Justin Bieber, his eyes turning into cat-like eyes and then going back to normal. And it's like, okay, these are very interesting videos, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it for myself, until I have someone right in front of me and they shapeshift or their eyes change and go back to normal is when I'll believe it. Because nowadays, anyone can go into Adobe After Effects and do whatever they want. That's exactly what I was about to say. Technology is just too advanced now to 
be able to look at a photo or a video and have concrete evidence. It's like, I got to see it with my eyes. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean I'm going to dismiss the theory as a whole. Exactly. Or completely not even listen to it. You know, I got an open mind. I'll listen to anything. So you also got to think there's contact lenses that changes the, it changes the color of your eyes, the way it looks, like all that. And you got people that are tattooing their eyes. Have you seen that? Where they like. That's crazy. They tattoo the white of their eyes. There's this one girl I read a story about who ended up losing her eye because it got infected from the tattooing of the white of the eye. Ink poisoning? I don't even know what it was. It just said it got an infection and then they had to remove her eyeball. I did hear that it does not hurt getting an eye tattoo, though. I don't know how. Jesus. You smell the burning of the film. All right. Well, let's get on to our next strange fact in Finding Dan, which is about... Not eyes. (sighs) Now, before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. So our next strange fact and finding, which is over people who are suspected reptilians. So just like our previous one, the strange finding comes from David Icke. David states that there are a number of famous people who are suspected as being reptilian. This includes such notable families as the Rockefellers in the United States, the Rothschild family from Germany, and the British House of Windsor. It is also believed that many of the presidents of the United States are reptilian, including Bill Clinton, And apparently Hillary Clinton has a higher reptilian hierarchy than Bill. Of course she does. Barack Obama and both Presidents Bush. Now, when looking deeper into this, Ancestry.com states that George W. Bush and Barack Obama are 11th cousins. And Dick Cheney is his ninth cousin once removed. Which, didn't Dick Cheney shoot somebody in the back with a shotgun? He was hunting. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me of Jim. Luckily, it was birdshot. Oh, Jesus. Did you say it reminds you of Jim? Yeah. <laughs> but right? Jim is like crazy with the shotgun. He shot my dad's Durango. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? Yeah. Sorry, off top. Right, we'll, uh, we'll save that for our Patreon episode. We'll tell that story about Jim, which is my ex-stepdad, going crazy with the shotgun. Not purposely. We went dove hunting, and he's just... uh. A character. (laughs) Yeah. So other blood relatives directly related to the Bushes include Abraham Lincoln, Marilyn Monroe, Pocahontas, Hugh Hefner, John Kerry, Vlad the Impaler, and Princess Diana. That means that possibly all of those people are actually reptilians, you know, as well. David also makes the claim that not only have the reptilians infiltrated banking, government, and the world's royalty, but they are also some well-known and beloved entertainers like Bob Hope, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie. So who do y'all think is really a reptilian in the, uh, in the higher-ups? I've seen some photos. I don't know if, you've got, if you guys have seen them, but there's photos of celebrities, like recent-day celebrities, like Nicolas Cage, for example. And then they have pictures of a gentleman in like the 1930s that looks the exact f***ing same. So I'm wondering if they are part of this reptilian species, if they can one, clone themselves, or if they can just have elongated lives. Exactly. Now, Keanu Reeves has one, but he's an Anunnaki. He's an alien. Well, Anunnaki and reptilians are supposedly the same. I thought he was the Messiah. Keanu Reeves. Jesus Christ. No, in our Anunnaki episode, we talked about there was like the good Anunnaki and the bad Anunnaki. Oh, yeah. And I suggested that. Inky and Alil. Yeah. They were brothers, and then one turned bad and one turned good, and they fought. Yep, and 
I always said that Keanu was the good Anunnaki that stayed with us. Inky and Enlil was from our Anunnaki episode. Whenever we read the Sumerian tablets, they're the ones who were sent down by their father to create us, to get the gold, and then they started having beef with one another, and then they waged war. That's how they ended up leaving and leaving us here. My brain is just full of like stupid knowledge like that. I love it because I've never heard that before. I think that's interesting. I think it's even more interesting that a lot of these stories correlate with one another and they were, they're from different hemispheres of the world. That's insane to me to think about. Yeah. I'm just surprised you actually remember their names. I knew I think it was like Enki, but the other one I couldn't get, think of. Yep. Good old Anunnaki knowledge nuggets. I like it. All right. So let's get on to our next finding. What do you got for us? So our next strange fact and finding is about Balaji, the boy with the tail. In Punjab, India, around 2001, Balaji was born with a bizarre deformity. He had a seven-inch-long tail. People in his community believed this to be a sign of divinity, and they would flock to his house offering prayers, money, and gifts and hope that their wishes would be fulfilled. The reason they worshipped him was due to their own legends that report beings with tails, and they thought he was the reincarnation of one of those gods. There have been over 100 cases of humans with tails that have been reported in medical journals since the 1800s. I was born with seven inches, but not tail. Hey! Yeah. Every human embryo has an extremely small tail at the beginning of development, which is eventually absorbed by the growing body nine weeks into pregnancy. Another genetic condition that may link humans to the reptile species is the disease ichthyosis. People with this disease develop extremely dry, scaly skin. Also, people with the diseases called syndactyly and ectrodactyly have fused fingers and claw-like hands. There's even a biblical legend that people who lived before Noah had webbed fingers. What about toes? It doesn't say. Do you want to mention that or no? I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, we won't mention it. I got webbed toes, dude. I'm a fucking, I'm a reptilian. <laughs> I love you anyways. What I always wondered, would you be disqualified from the Olympics? For like swimming? Here's the thing. My left foot gets more momentum in the water. So I'd be swimming in circles. You'd be good at water polo. Possibly. Like a water polo goalie. I don't even know how water polo is. I just assume it's like soccer in the water and they have goalies. But I'm probably completely wrong. I, I can't even correct you because I don't know shit about it either. I don't know nothing about water polo. All right. So let's get on to our next strange fact and finding, which is about a Hindu legend. Now, before we get into that, we are going to take a quick break. This is our last one, so don't go nowhere. All right, welcome back. In Benares, India, lies the well of Shesna. According to Hindu legend, there is an entrance into an underground city of the Nagas called Patala. The Nagas were a race of semi-divine serpent people known throughout the Eastern Hemisphere. Only the holy could make contact with the portal to the underground city. It is believed that these beings were placed on Earth by God to teach humans and help innovate technology further. So they got an underground city in India that has reptilians? Yeah, supposedly, in their beliefs. The only thing I can think of when I hear Nagas is Act 2 in Diablo and Luke Golane. I'm so good. That's exactly why I haven't said shit, because I've been debating if I wanted to say that or not. That's the only, only time I've ever heard of Nagas is in World of Warcraft and Diablo. Don't forget BDO. I didn't want to give that game credit. I know, but <laughs> we spent so much time in that crap. All right, so let's get on to our next one. So this next one, we're going to take a look into the human brain and see the resemblances it has with the reptilian brain. When looking at the human brain, scientists have stated that there are similarities between our brain and the reptilian brain. And at the core of the human brain lies a vestige of our reptilian past. This part of the brain is known as the R-complex and is said to be part of the mind that performs the dinosaur functions, such as aggressive behavior, territoriality, rituals, and establishment of social hierarchies. The other parts of the brain include the middle layer, which is called the limbic system, and is thought to generate love, hate, and compassion. This part is believed to be only in mammals. The largest part of the brain, the neocortex, or outer layer, is believed to be the home of reasoning and deliberation. Pretty much the place where we know the difference between good and evil. Some individuals believe that this part of the brain that is the R-complex is proof that reptilian lizard people exist. 
that a long time ago, these reptilian lizard people took ancient humans and, well, they started fucking. Nice. Oh, yeah. This, in turn, created a part of the brain that is the R-complex. But that is a theory, and we have a few more strange facts to talk about before we actually dive into that section. All right, so for this next one, we're going to talk about the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, the Atlantean. We had talked about it on a previous Patreon episode, Ancient Artifacts. On part of the Emerald Tablet that was translated, it may have been talking about reptilians. We will let you decide once you hear it. So it goes like this. Far in the past, before Atlantis existed, men there were who delved into darkness, using dark magic, calling up beings from the great deep below us. Forth came they into this cycle. Formless were they of another vibration, existing unseen by the children of Earthmen. Only through blood could they have been formed being. Only through man could they live in the world. Man, this is like reading my mom's text messages. <laughs> <laughs> my God, in case you don't know, Dan is Vietnamese, his mom. Uh, she didn't know English until she moved over here from Vietnam, right? Correct. Yeah, so she knows English now, but it's... It's, uh, it's broken English. But we love her. We love Kim. That's right. All right, continuing on. In ages past, were they conquered by masters, driven below to the place whence they came. But some there were who remained, hidden in spaces and plains unknown to man. They lived in Atlantis as shadows, but at times they appeared among men. I, when the blood was offered, for they came, they too dwell among men. In the form of men they amongst us, but only to sight were they as our men, serpent-headed when the glamour was lifted but appearing to men as men among men. Crept they into the councils, taking form that were like unto men, slaying by their arts the chiefs of their kingdoms, taking their form and ruling over men. Only by magic could they be discovered. Only by sound could their faces be seen. Sought they from the kingdoms of shadows to destroy man and rule in his place. So there you go. By the way, thank you for that, Caleb. That was very good. Loved that. Yeah, thank you. So that's the scripture from the Emerald Tablet. Kind of strange. But what do you all think about it? When was this tablet written? I think even before the Sumerian times. The fact that it has to be that old and it's talking about that subject matter is interesting to me. Yeah, formless were they of another vibration, existing unseen by the children of Earthmen. Only through blood could they have formed being. Only through man could they live in the world. So it's kind of like the vibration what we were talking about. Right. I mean, in the, was it, the last part, the Kalos part, only by sound could their faces be seen. So vibrations covering up their faces, but I guess a certain frequency would uncover that. I am so sorry right now, but this just came into my head. I wonder if that's what Tesla was talking about when he says that the meaning of the universe is sound. If we could figure out the equation to that, maybe everything would be seen before our eyes that we're not able to comprehend now. All the spectrums of different dimensions. And I think you mentioned a number 369, right? Yes. But also, though, if you see at the very last two lines, sought they from the kingdom of shadows, to destroy man and rule in his place. David Icke believes that the reptilians are infiltrating the government, their political figures and all that stuff. So they're in the government and everything, and they're here to destroy man and rule in our place. What would be their other purpose? If they wanted to live amongst us, they would show themselves at the very beginning and try to live amongst us rather than living in the shadows and being deceptive. There's no other purpose for them to live in the shadows rather than to be deceptive. In my opinion, maybe they were shunned by humans. Oh, y'all look different. I, I kind of want to wait on this because we go into the, uh, the theory about it. Yeah, I'm, I am kind of getting off into theories. That's my bad. Because I wanted to talk about like the gold. Like, just to answer your question, like why they would be here other than to manipulate. If that was their reason of coming here in the first place was to get gold. The times have changed. Gold is not like a hot. I wouldn't say it's a hot commodity anymore, but now... The real money is in corporations and in business and in government. And maybe that's why we're seeing the correlations between 
higher-ups in the political genre being deemed as reptilians. Because pretty much we know all political parties are controlled by corporations. You have lobbyists from these corporations that go and fill the pockets of the congressmen and of the political parties and all that to get their agendas pushed to make as much money as they can. So I totally agree with you, Caleb. That's a good one. All right, so we got a few more strange facts and findings we're going to get into before we dive deep into theories. This next strange fact and finding that we're going to talk about is called hemisync alligators. Yes, you heard me right. Hemisync alligators. So there are some declassified documents that were released online that reveal in the 1970s and 1980s the CIA funded experiments which sent subjects out of body with astral projection into other dimensions to report on what they found. Now, the most common beings these individuals came across were labeled as, and we quote, the alligators, and they were reportedly resembling reptilians. Robert Monroe, who led Hemisync in astral projection trials with the United States government, has gone on record backing this claim up, which we have an audio clip of that, and we're going to play that right now. One of the ones that we've encountered most, oddly enough, we call it the alligator system. <laughs> the physical body there, it resembles very much an alligator, but it has an intelligence equal or superior to ours. But they look like alligators. They look like alligators. Due to Dr. Monroe's statements, some theorize that the alligators are actually predatory parasites that in their astral form will attach to humans at the lower chakra points to harvest energy from the targeted human. During significant deep states of altered consciousness, you can see them in transparent form being attached to humans, specifically those who are in very dense, low vibrational states. I want to talk so much about this, but I'm going to save it for theories. Okay. All right, so let's get into our next strange fact and finding. Why don't you tell us about this, Dan? All right, so this next one we have is about a room in the Vatican. The audience hall in the Vatican takes on a weird shape. It's shaped like a snake's head inside and outside, which I do have images here, and it does look like that. What's even more odd is that on the inside, where it would look like the snake's mouth is, that is where the Pope's chair, throne, whatever it is, would be. So take a look at those images and tell me what y'all think. Does it look like a snake? Does it resemble a snake? The windows on the left and right side and the symmetry of it definitely looks that way. Why would they have those pillars in the middle? It makes no sense other than for them being fangs. Right. So they purposely did this. I can see the top of the building, like the overview of it. Okay, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But the inside view of that room is 100% purposely made to look like a snake with fangs. So the outside, if you look, the way it's shaped, it looks like a snake's head. On each side, the windows are like that, which are the eyes. So those windows you see, those are on the sides. And even where the little nose slits are. Yeah. Of course, we'll have this up on our uh, website, Theories of the Third Kind, and all the other images that we talked about today on there for everyone to take a look at. Yeah, so a lot of people suggest that the Vatican has knowledge that reptilians may be real. And I guarantee you, if they do have that information, they're not going to release it because what's going to happen, the control over the people is going to change. They're not going to have it. Many people are going to say, well, maybe the reptilians, they're the ones who created us and going to push people away from what they teach. Anyway, that's just a theory, but I agree. If anyone has that type of knowledge, they would be the Vatican. All right, so let's get on to our last strange fact and finding. And Dan, would you like to start it off for us? So this last one that we have comes from a man named Stuart Swerdlow, who claims to be a survivor of the Montauk Project. In Stuart's book, Blue Blood, True Blood, Conflict, and Creation, he claims that there are 13 royal families of the secret society that is called the Illuminati. The leader over all the families in the Illuminati itself is called the Pindar, which is shortened from Pinnacle of the Draco and is a purebred humanoid reptile. According to Stuart, the Pindar is the head of the Rothschild family who has been the Pindar for centuries. The 12 other families, all of them incredibly powerful, influential, and rich, have different areas of expertise, and they control global finances, military technology and development, mind control, religion, and the media. 
All of the 13 ruling families are full-blooded reptilians, but the class of individuals who support the 13 families, called the Committee of 300, are not. In fact, some of them do not even have any reptilian DNA, though most do. The Committee of 300 supports the 13 families by controlling the organizations like the NSA, the CIA, Interpol, and the Mafia, just to name a few. So that right there is our last strange fact and finding. And honestly, I mean, it was more kind of like a theory than, you know, a fact. So with that being said, uh, do y'all want to hop into the spicy part of today's episode and discuss the theories surrounding reptilians? Absolutely. So our first theory that we have is if reptilians are real, then they may be the original inhabitants of Earth. This theory is based on the beliefs of ancient civilizations like the Mayans, Egyptians, Sumerians, how they were aware of reptilians in their writings and possibly worshipped them as their gods. And as time went on, the reptilians were then overthrown by the human race and which were almost wiped out of existence and probably moved to, if you believe in hollow earth, inside there, down below. Makes sense. They want to get closer to the core. They want to be warm. That's why climate change is happening, so they come back to the surface. They're getting us to terraform their earth back to what it was. So they had an ice age and they're like, shit. You're like, let's create these humans that are like cockroaches, kind of, terraform our earth for us over thousands of years. And then we can originally go back to it after, you know, all the ice is melted. Heat this bitch up. That actually makes a lot of sense because as we were digging into this episode, we all saw that there were the underground tunnels in Los Angeles that a guy had discovered. That would be a perfect place for them to live if they were to go underground and be away from society. And you think about it, we talked about all those underground bases around the United States. And Phil Schneider mentioned this, the dude who got his fingers blasted off about those underground bases and how he was contracted by the government. So it all kind of goes together. It does. Make it connect even more. Missing 411. All those cave systems, just in North America, all those cave systems with the tunnels and shit going through could be entryways, pathways. So missing 411 is the thing of all the people that go missing in the forest, children as well. And when you take the underground tunnels and bases and line that up on a map along with the, you know, national forests, they align where the people are going missing. So you're saying that the reptilians come up from these tunnels, kidnap the kids or the adults. And that's why there's the whole missing 411 thing is because they're the ones doing the kidnapping. Probably, yeah. Okay, I like that. Caleb, you want to tell us about this next one? Yes, definitely. So this next theory is called virus. So let's assume that the reptilians really existed and they are here. What is their purpose? Well, according to this theory, the reptilians came to Earth, helped technologically advance the human race while controlling things in the background. As society evolved, the reptilians noticed that they needed to maintain complete control of us humans. How did they achieve this? Well, it is theorized that reptilians created all religions as sort of a virus that spread throughout society for the purpose of societal control. Wouldn't it be easier for them to do it a different way rather than to create religion? In my opinion, it would be easier for them to do something else rather than that. that that's kind of where I'm thinking with it, because if they created us and they put us here, then they had the ability and technology to program our DNA however they want it. So let's skip the hard part of them learning for themselves and just give it to them. Let's get on to the next theory, which is aliens. So this theory is that the reptilians are a species of aliens that have infiltrated human society. The reptilians are able to disguise themselves as humans, and they've been controlling the world behind the scenes, aka they're leading the Illuminati as the Pintar or Pindar or whatever the hell the guy's name was to make the earth more inhabitable for them to take over. So this is pretty much the basic theory of what the reptilian conspiracy theory is, except they're actually aliens. Space lizards, I guess you could say. So the end goal is the same. Yeah, that they're just space lizards. Maybe they are, or maybe they are the ones who came from outer space and they created aliens, those little greys, as their workers when they realized they couldn't control us as easily as they thought they could. I never thought about the greys being the ones that were created and, like, they're the worker. 
They're like the worker ants. Yeah. There's some lazy motherfuckers if they got to create people to dig gold for them. I wonder if that's what started the gold rush many years ago. Let's get on to our next theory. All right. So this next theory is called Side by Side. This theory goes along the lines that reptilians have been around as long as humans have. The two have lived coexisting side by side the whole time. One race would take the outside world, the surface. The other would take the inside world, a.k.a. Hollow Earth. At one time, they may have all, you know, lived more on the surface, which is why some ancient civilizations have them in their, you know, beliefs and scriptures and all that, and that they were worshipped as deities. But as time went on, they just migrated down into Hollow Earth. I could kind of see that, you know. Like we previously mentioned, the Earth going through that ice age, and then they're like, screw it, man, we're reptilians. We need something warm. Let's go into Earth near the core. But it doesn't really make sense because I go to interspace caverns or into a cave, it gets colder when you go down. You're not close enough to the core. Maybe that's it. I just need to get down further, deeper. This makes me think, so if Hollow Earth was real, say that the inner Earth, they need some race, some people to be able to maintain the, I guess, habitat, the climate and everything inside. Maybe that was their task. Humans control the surface, not control, but maintain the surface. Reptilians could maintain the inner core area. That's what keeps the earth together, maintained. Okay. If reptilians are real and hollow earth is real. My mind just went to whenever you were talking about them keeping their inside earth maintained, my mind automatically went to like their structures that they may build, like our buildings, for example. Would it be the same or would it be like an anthill where they just don't give a shit and it's just dirt, caves, just to get from one destination to another? Or are they as elaborate as us, which I think they would be if they're that intelligent? I think it'd kind of be like ours, probably more advanced. They probably have better ways of getting from place to place. Teleportation devices like Stargates, but teleportation gates gets them to point A to point B. Bring us that technology next. Like, I think they're bringing us this technology to, like, move us on a little bit. Bring us portals next, because I'm so f***ing tired of these jackasses on the street that don't know how to drive these 70-year-old grandmothers that need to go back and take their driver... I'm going to say it. Go back and take your driver class. And if you don't pass shouldn't be on the road. I agree with you. Hey, I think it should be mandatory that anyone over the age of 75, every year, they have to take a driver's test. Because if you look at it statistically, the number one cause of death in auto accidents is 75-year-old plus. Number two, 16-year-olds. So it's people who just got their license and people who are older, okay? But if you enact a law into legislation or try to bring anything like that up, that is political suicide for you because who is the number one voter base? The elderly. So if you try to make any inconvenience for them, you're not going to get elected. I see no falsehoods in your statement. Old people, go take more driver's tests. If you're too old, then we should be able to provide them with uh, free transportation to wherever they need. As a society, we owe them that. I agree. Anyway, so let's get on to this next theory. So this next theory is called gold. This theory states that the reptilian race are here in order to mine for monatomic gold with the aid of human slaves, which apparently can boost the power of their nervous systems. This is how they are able to shapeshift, cross dimensions, and so on. They also derive energy from human suffering, so it is well within their interest that we wage war, engage in animal cruelty, and so on. This is why the reptilians have placed shapeshifters in positions of power. So as long as the human race is enthralled to their interests, they suffer. And if they suffer, they serve the needs of the reptilians. My thought on this is going back to how they derive their energy from suffering and then going back to us talking about the underground tunnels and the missing persons, especially kids. What if that's exactly what they're doing? It's taking these kids, sucking the energy from them. Seems plausible to me. That's where they're staying in the first place is the tunnels, but that's an assumption, kind of, or somewhat. I don't know. The suffering stuff just makes me think of adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, yeah. That was a crazy episode. Causing fear into, like, kids and stuff, and it produces adrenochrome, and that's when they... Harvest it. And it's supposed to, like, I don't know, increase their life, keep them healthy, stuff like that. Intoxicates them like a drug as well. They get, like, a euphoria and a high off of it, supposedly. 
I'm getting pissed off thinking about it a little bit, but a child, they have no evil in them, really. They're innocent. They haven't lost that yet. So that is the purest energy you can get if you were to be that big of a piece of shit and go about doing something like that. I agree. It is. 100%. So I guess that kind of moves us into our personal thoughts and theories as to what we think this entire thing is, which I'm going to ask both of you first, yes or no. Do you believe that there are reptilians hidden in the shadows that are ruling over us? Yes or no? Dan? I'd like to say yes, but I'm, I'm hesitant. I haven't really seen any proof of it. It's just we're looking for an evil to point fingers at and why not point at like the rich and all that stuff. And I mean, granted, some of them are and dehumanize them, dehumanize them, make them look even more evil. So we have someone to blame. I'm not saying that they're innocent, but, you know, just there has to be a villain, it seems like. OK, what about you, Caleb? I, I don't want to believe this, but a part of me does. As we look into the history of the text created in different parts of the world at a time where they could not get in contact with one another, the fact that the similarities are there, the fact that it had the same subject matter, it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. So the beings may have been here, they may still be here, but like we were saying earlier, until I see one blink at me sideways, I'll have doubts. What about you, brother? I kind of have the same beliefs. I think that. There is something out there, but until I see it, I'm going to be skeptical. It's always good to be skeptical until you have solid proof. A part of me wants to think, though, that if there is nothing else out there, then it's just purely the evil of humans and that it's hard for us to accept that us as a whole in being humans could do such evil things. So we blame it off on something else. But then again, I mean, all the texts, like you were saying in history, all mention some strange reptilians, the artifacts, something was going on back then. But if I had to stick to something, I would say that there are some creatures out there or beings in a different dimension or plane of existence, and it is being hidden and covered up to sort of like protect the human race and the uh, mental status of us. Because if we find out, hey, there's these reptilian beings in another dimension or a you know, another existence and they can attach themselves to you and they're energy suckers. Everybody's going to go crazy. They're going to be like, what? That would destroy the fabric of our existence and our reality, right? Everything we know to be true would be completely out the window. You would have riots. You would have people just going ape shit. Yep. All right. So I have a question for y'all. I'm going to use the lady on the plane, for instance. Do you think that that video being released or that incident happening could be a test by the government. Like, let's say the Las Vegas UFO, the aliens that showed up and everything. That happened, and then now, not long after that, now there's reptilians showing up, or shapeshifters. There's a lot of stuff happening very close together, or is it like a distraction from something else? Hold on, you said the lady to be a test, a test to what? To see how us humans would react to yes. the fact? I don't think it's that lady was a test. I think she, in fact, just, had enough of society. I mean, everybody's going crazy with the shit that's going on. You turn on the news, it's nothing but bad, 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 bad. You turn on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you you see nothing but people being happy when in reality everybody's freaking depressed. They don't tell you what what's really going on behind the scenes, you know? Yes. Everybody puts on a fake face. 100% that's true. You're exactly right. I, I just want to clarify for myself and the listeners, were you more so talking about the way the media portrays it and not that lady's particular action? Kind of, yes, because you think about it. Why was that certain video popularized? Why was the Las Vegas one popularized where they didn't really see anything in the plane? You don't see no shape-shifting and all that. You just, that you get like a quick glimpse of the guy just sitting there just like clueless, like what's going on. It's like, why are these certain videos being popularized when there's other crazy shit going on in the world that we could be concentrating on, but yet, oh, UFO, oh, reptilian shapeshifter now. Like, what's going to happen next? Honestly, if it's Bigfoot, I'll kind of be happy because be more evidence. But still, like, it's like we're being thrown stuff that's out of this world type stuff that we wouldn't believe. Ridiculous. Yeah. So just to piggyback off what y'all were saying about how the media instills this fear in us, right? And kind of what you were saying, Dan, just to throw something out there to see how the population reacts to that. In the airwaves, all we see is negativity and hate. I, I think they do it to see what they can get away with and to normalize it. 
that makes any sense. The more you hear it, the more it becomes normal and the less you're going to question it. And I can see that because you say these uh, videos of UFOs more showing up and everything. People aren't really that surprised by it anymore. They're just like, oh, it's a, another UFO or video of one. You take that whistleblower and you take him back 10 years ago and have him whistleblow then, it would be all over the news, everywhere. Everybody would be talking about it. I mean, yeah, it was initially on the news and people were talking about it, but not to an extent that it should have been. People just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we got aliens now. Cool. And also the Tic Tac video that was released by the government. People are like, oh, cool. UFO, that's it. And just continued on with their day because they're so used to it being in their face 24-7, which is exactly what you were saying, Caleb. Normalizing the same type of thing over and over again. With, but if you just keep putting it in people's faces over time, they're just going to kind of get normalized to it and just dismiss it overall. And the shittiest thing about this is the fact that the government tries to get us as comfortable as they f***ing can. If there's one thing I want for each of you, it's to think for yourself. Just think for yourself and form your own opinions. My belief in things is question everything. Have an open mind, but question everything. There's nothing wrong with asking questions to figure out what is going on. So with that being said, if you or a loved one have experienced a space lizard reptilian, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. If you have pictures, that's a bonus. You'll go straight up to the top. I have a recommendation. Okay. If there are any listeners like me out there that have a webbed toe and are part reptilian, please send us pictures because I feel so alone right now. Do not send pictures of your foreskin, okay? Just of your webbed toe. Look, webbed toe is all. All right. Oh, does webbed fingers count? That's even like, that's more badass in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to see it. Send them. You freaks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> With that being said, do either one of y'all have anything else you want to add to today's episode? I'm good. I do not. All right. Well, with that being said, that is the end of today's episode over reptilians. I want to thank you all for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing. Every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and Caleb, you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you are not alone.